Hi everybody, it's Barry again from Turning the Page. Uh, this particular post is a little bit different to my normal ones and I thought I'd share with you some acronyms that I often use in um, when I'm talking to people or when I'm writing or just the little little acronyms that hmm, seem to sort of make sense. So I've collected them over the years and they aid in people's recovery, and they're kind of like I suppose little guideposts to get you thinking. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure that there's probably quite a few more, but I'm going to list down um, my nine acronyms. So the first one is FAS, F-A-S-S, -S, and so that means no fixing, advising, saving, or setting one straight. And this comes from the work of Parker Palmer and focuses on the kind of relationship we need to offer others and the kind of relationship we need ourselves too. And in my conversations, I, I try to keep FAS, F-A-S-S, in the back of my mind as a kind of a guiding light. I try not to fix, advise, save, or set the person straight. Instead, I ask gently curious questions. Now, now look, there are exceptions. Sometimes you'd need to give advice and even save if someone is seriously unwell. But these are the exceptions and not the rule. I simply want to listen people into wellness and help them to discover their own path to change. And FAS challenges our need to be in control and to soothe our anxieties. And if you want to read um, more about this, um, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, the second one is PLOM. <laughs> I love this one, P-L-O-M, and it stands for Poor Little Old Me, <laughs> and I discovered this from Brennan Manning. It's, it's the unhealthy victim mentality. Look, there are healthy victims and unhealthy victims. Healthy victimhood uh, sees the pain of life and wants, wants help to get through it, okay? They take responsibility for their lives. But they and they they don't constantly blame other people's others. An unhealthy victim has a plomb attitude, a poor little old me attitude, and wallows in what has happened. There is no shift in focus, and if you can talk to them a year later, they will still have a plomb in their mouth. And I've met people like this; they're still a plomb years and years later. And it's an attitude all of us actually can easily slip into. But for some, it becomes a home where they live everything out of. And uh, self-pity can be a season. Uh, self-pity can be seen as a season, a time when you're passing through. But if you always stay in the winter, something of spring will never emerge. And uh, mental health comes, I believe, when we accept responsibility for ourselves and we do not perpetually be the victim. And if you want to read more about that one, there's a link in the show notes. Shame, S-H-A-M-E. This is a good one. And it stands for, could have already mastered everything. Uh, do you make mistakes or are you a mistake? Shame, S-H-A-M-E, helps me understand that I'm discovering and learning. Uh, have I mastered everything? Of course not. It's the should-haves that dig deep into my soul. Well, I should have done this, I should have done that, shouldn't have done this, should have done that. Uh, either we say them to ourselves or others say them to us. And it, it recognises um, this S-H-A-M-E 
recognises the shame stones we pile up for ourselves. Could have already mastered everything. Well, that's just not the case for anybody. And you can read more about that too in, a, in, a, in the show notes. Oh, this is probably quite familiar. Um, one more from um, something that's more familiar to most people. Holt, H-A-L-T, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And this acronym comes from the recovery movement and acts as a kind of warning system reminding you to pause, halt, and take notice of what's going on for you that makes you want to go to the pain relief strategy, such as picking up a drink or or alcohol or drug or whatever is your go-to comfort. The question to ask is this, am I hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or stressed? Now, yeah, some I've just noticed that uh, there's an S, so it can be H-A-L-T-S, and the S is for stressed. Then we ask um, ourselves further questions, such as what are the healthy options I can choose rather than the old destructive pattern, patterns my brain is offering me? And you can read further with a link I've provided in the show notes. STAN, right, S-T-A-N, um, STAN plan. And it's a simple, timed, aimed, negotiated. And this is a little acronym that I discovered in the story of Daniel and the plan he created to get himself out of a tough situation. I often use STAN when creating, uh, helping someone create a plan of action. And when creating a plan of action, I like to ask these questions. Is this plan simple to understand by all involved? Like it's not complex and long and difficult and a book. (laughs) The next thing is time for review, not completion. And good plans have a time for review to see how progress is going and if anything needs to change in the plan. Aimed, aimed at achieving something of deep importance. Sometimes the reason we don't achieve the plan is because the outcome simply doesn't matter much to the heart. And N is for negotiated with key others. Who is helping you achieve the outcomes of the plan? Have you discussed this with them? So if you want to read a bit more about Stan, there's a link also in the show notes. E is R equals O. It's a new one too. And that stands for event plus response equals outcome. You know, we all have events happen to us, but how we respond to those will determine the outcome. The key to a different outcome is to choose a different response. <laughs> Learning new responses to the events happening around us can bring us new outcomes. And again, there's a show note, uh, notes in the show notes. And ABT. This is a, something I use for my writing, and it stands for and, but, therefore. And this is an acronym that I use for writing, as I said, uh, similar to E plus R equals O. It, it comes from the work of Randy Olson and his study of great speeches. And these things happened, but this was the response. Therefore, this was the outcome. And you can read more, show notes. <laughs> Then um, there's BGESC, and this comes from the work of David Riddell, and it stands for Brief, Dental, Early, Specific Consequences. So brief, make your reply short. Don't go on and on and on and on and on. Keep it short. Dental, 
speak at a time appropriate to the situation. We don't need to yell, and we don't need to be meek and whisper. Look at them and speak gently. Early, give your reply as soon as possible. Don't leave it till later unless you need to repair your response. You don't want this anger to go on and on. Paul writes, uh, don't go to bed angry. So do it as early as you can, but you may have to hear something first. So that's okay. Specific. Make sure your reply is specific to the issue. Don't go past hurts and problems. Deal only with the current problem. Consequence. And a good response or good reply points, points out the consequences of what has happened and what will happen. It is important to state how you feel about what happened. By doing this, I felt very sad, etc. You may also need to point out what will happen if they do it again. I've decided that if you behave like that again, then I will dot, dot, dot. Okay, and you can read some more notes in the show notes. And the final one is jade equals fog. So that's J-A-D-E equals F-O-G. And this stands for justifying, arguing, defending, or explaining will only equal in you fear, obligation, and guilt. And this is one that I've recently added to my toolbox. And Jade is an Al-Anon 12-step slogan that reminds us not to engage in justifying, arguing, defending, and explaining. And when you do this with unhealthy people, often they'll throw back something at you that will stimulate feelings of fear, obligation, and guilt. And uh, and then I've got another one as a bonus, TTAQ. So there's 10. <laughs> 10. So TTAQ is something I use for, for dreams. And it stands for title, theme, effect, and questions. Title. Always, you know, this is like when you've had a dream and um, it's quite vivid, and I would suggest you write it down. But um, after you've written it down, you give it a title. Always give it a title. It is a short movie or a story and deserves a title. The act of choosing a title offers insight into the meaning of the dream. The next T is theme. What is it principally about? This is a, a short phrase that describes the topic. If it was a movie, would it be a thriller, a comedy, a romance? You know, I ask God to um, help me identify the overall theme. A stands for affect. What was the emotional effect expressed in it? What were the feelings felt by the principal character in the story or movie? Were there certain emotions expressed by others? What feelings did you experience when you awoke? Describe the emotional tone or impact of the dream. And Q, what questions does the story seem to be asking of you? Now, the authors of this technique suggest you listen to the story as if it were a friend asking you a meaningful question. And the act of formulating the questions will give an interpretation. I find TTAQ is really helpful when I have dreams and I want to sort of try and understand them. Well, I hope you found these acronyms helpful. <laughs> I, I use them all the time. And uh, 
sort of keep a little list in my brain um, and uh, refer back to them all the time. Perhaps you've got an acronym that you like to use. Um, I'd love to hear it. And uh, if you want to email me, uh, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. Love to hear from my readers and my listeners. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, yeah, try some of those acronyms out in your life and let me know how you count. Okay, bye.